Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch, and on today's show, we're talking to the managing director of a crew-based company whose work has taken him into the Palace of Westminster, the Banqueting House in London, and the Underground. He's no stranger to pressure and enjoys the challenge of developing a national sales territory. On Business Brunch today, we're pleased to welcome Tony Birchall from the SCK Group Limited. Tony, welcome to the cat. Hello and welcome. Nice to hear from you. Uh, Tony, your business is only recently incorporated, but before we talk about the present day, share with us what you were doing prior to um, the SCK Group uh, and what made you consider going into business? Yes, I've been involved in health and safety in the asbestos sector for many years. Um, My background was sales and marketing initially, um, before moving into my parents' family business where we used to be based over in Staffordshire. Moving into asbestos specialist as a HSE licensed supervisor, we became involved in quite complex works with certain banking clients. Asbestos is a hidden killer. Still about 5,000 people a year dying each year as a result of exposure to asbestos. Spent 15 years with my parents' company before venturing into the, um, the dark world of the license removal business. You know, moved around with my career. Um, circumstances are beyond of my control. And eventually had the opportunity to set up SCK Group, trying to move forward in getting an asbestos license. That was the main aim. And it's something we, we bid for last year and eventually got our license in January this year. So looking back with all, all the different jobs that you had, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say are some of the key skills that you developed that are going to help you move SCK forward? Well, the key skills are really um, personal skills and cultural change with people. Um, health and safety is um, a bit of a minefield and it's got a bit of a bad reputation because people, logical thinking goes out the door when sensible decisions need to be made. There's always a simple way of looking at it and um, it, if you've got feeling that something's wrong, you're probably right, it will be wrong. So think about the ways you could possibly do to improve things. And working with something like asbestos, it wouldn't be everybody's choice, what? <laughs> because it's so lethal. So just give us a, a feel for, first of all, what made you go down that road? Uh, and then some of the issues that you come across dealing with it. Well, clearly, there's a lot of contractors out there, licensed contractors around the UK. Over the years, I've seen some bad practices and I've seen the amount of licensed contractors uh, have their licenses uh, revoked or chose not to go down the route of extending their license. We know from experience how difficult it is to retain and maintain a license. So we know our business model. We know what our clients need to see. Okay, so the SCK Group was incorporated in May 2018, uh, but you had to wait seven months before you could begin trading. So tell us why uh, and how you prepare for such a long period without sales. Well, we did have some sales. Um, We needed to keep the wheels going. We did some non-licensed asbestos work and some soft strip demolition works. We had a client 
who was involved, it was a principal contractor, they were involved in some hospitals in London. So we were able to undertake such works and sort of, it brought some money in, uh, made some revenue, um, but the time spent with the preparation of the asbestos license was significant. I, I was in here for 16 hours a day uh, during the, the build-up and license preparation and long weekends too. It's such an inordinate amount of time when you think about it, it would put most people off, I would think. I think it requires a lot of <laughs> vigour and patience and discretion, and particularly risk. You need to demonstrate um, to the enforcing authorities that if you were to get a licence, that you'll actually operate as a, as, a, as a business profitably as well, because this needs funding. You need to purchase a lot of plant and equipment and invest in people, including training. So you need to put a, not, not a proposal as such, but you need to demonstrate to the enforcing authorities that you're good enough to have a holder license. Uh, with health and safety being my background and asbestos, it really helps. You've got that combination. So obviously, as, as you say, you have a background in uh, asbestos removal. You were well aware in the first place that you were going to have to wait this length of time to prepare the the way to get the license. Yeah, as a new license holder, it's not easy. Uh, license renewals, if you've obtained a license, you then have to submit evidence to the HSE for license renewal uh, that you've been doing things correctly and properly in accordance with your licensing conditions in the period you've held a license. So as a new applicant, it's more difficult because you're starting from scratch and you're on your own. Um, you can't effectively recruit people uh, and well, well, competent people on the asbestos side until you're in a position to do so. Um, and that's when you get granted a license. And, and so presumably you, you have to f follow protocol in regard to exposure to, to the material and how you handle it and how you remo yeah. remove it. Have you got this uh, as a piece of software or do you create an yeah, Excel there's, spreadsheet there's a few or something? Options. Um, um, we have software packages available for retention of mandatory records. Um, there's cloud-based systems as well. We just... Because we're involved in the asbestos sector, we clearly have to retain certain records for 40 years, particularly medical surveillance for individuals that are you know, involved in asbestos on site. Asbestos-related deaths are still happening. There's a latency period for exposure to asbestos. A mesothelioma is one disease that takes up to 30, 35 years to realize that you have been exposed. So, understandably, you have to keep the records for that length of time, yeah, I can see yeah. that. Today we're talking to Tony Birchall from the SCK Group Limited. Uh, Tony, you've been uh, instrumental in establishing a very specialist business, so share with us how you've developed your customer base and the difficulties involved in signing your first customer. Our client base has come from reputation, really. One or two of my previous employers have offered the opportunity to tender for such works because this is on trust because and um, reputation uh, having already been proven in health and safety and assisting other businesses in improving their health and safety and the way that people think as well so it's um keeping in touch with your old customers and uh, and are you asking them to refer as well 
Yeah, I mean, we also use um, some social media links. We have LinkedIn. Um, we have a Facebook account. We have our own website, which is under development at the moment. We should have a new website in the next week, a few days, really. Quite an expensive item, a website, isn't it, these days, particularly if it's being built from scratch? Yeah, it's um, something we've experienced a problem in the last week or so in getting it up and running. And you just, you know, that's your shop window, really. And um, if, if it's technically incorrect, it's not going to help you in your business model. And do you find uh, networking useful? We do, when you get the opportunity to. I'd love to be involved in a lot more. We re- we are members of the local South Cheshire, South Cheshire Chamber of Commerce, sorry. And we, we also get involved in certain events with uh, trade bodies. ACAD, for example, which is um, a trade body for asbestos removal management businesses. And and do you find that um, you're up against stiff opposition when you presumably you're having to tender for these jobs? Yeah, it's very competitive. You have to demonstrate why you are different to other business because it, it's been competitive over the last 20 years, really. There's a long time ago when the, it, was, it wasn't as difficult to obtain a licence if we stand out from the crowd and we demonstrate that we can manage and carry out sufficient surveillance of our works, uh, it does help clients to give them a bit of assurance that you're going to do a project safely on their site. So what would you say helps you stand out from the crowd? Closer attention to detail, more personal accountability on projects, I mean, for the first licensed business, well, licensed works that we're carrying out, I've got to be seen on most sites that we've actually got. You know, and it's very difficult in the current situation out there that everyone's experiencing, but we've still got to remotely manage manage projects as well. We expect our contract managers to send us photographs video evidence over the over weekends whenever we're working and that comes through to me and i will feed back to our contract team and supervisory team on site whilst the works are continuing so it's a high level of communication with with your customer yes okay and uh, you know we, we 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 do use external consultants where we can and um, notably of, of recent, we've had to use external consultants to help us more localise to the, the client side. So your company helps to remove uh, a very dangerous substance, as we've talked about, from, from land as well as buildings. So staff training is critical in ensuring the safety of your staff and the future of the business. So. Tell us what's involved in keeping the team trained and informed. All our team, whether the site operatives, supervisors, any site employees, including contracts managers, they need to have annual training anyway, uh, which is specific uh, to asbestos in their field of responsibility. So that's an annual thing. We also have to uh, carry out training needs analysis of our staff on site, particularly operatives and supervisors. And we will encourage people as well to participate in MVQs, which are specialists to asbestos as well. Not a case of sending someone out to work. And if we have a new employee, there's a, 
an extensive amount of on-site mentoring that's expected from them, uh, well, from our supervisors, really, um, to make sure that they're managing the team safely on-site. And do you find new le- new legislation moving the goalposts on a, on a regular basis, or is it fairly static and you know what to expect year on year? Well, yeah, I, I think health and safety is common sense. You you know something's wrong. If it's wrong, it's wrong. So you know the legislation is there to support, and you know I've been trained in health and safety for many years. I'm not expecting to be classified as an expert at all. But I'm quite experienced in this um, sector. But if legislation does change, then presumably that affects the, the training that you're giving and you have to augment it or change it? Yeah, I'm a chartered member of IOSH itself, the Institution of, of Occupational Safety and Health. So naturally, quite naturally, I need to be engaged in continual professional development. So on a regular basis, quite sadly, <laughs> I keep an eye on HSE's website and um, I'm fully networked as a, as a chartered member of IOSH with the institution. Yeah, and, they, and then you'll incorporate that into your staff training to, to ensure that it's rolled out to everybody. Yeah, we disseminate the information that way to site teams. Um, that could be by means of toolbox talks, um, on-site briefs, uh, on-site training and that can happen at any time really the the site staff love to see teams from the office as an example coming to see them uh, carrying out the graft on site really yeah so that they know you're up to speed yes this is a podcast from the cat today we're talking to tony birchall from sck group limited uh, advancements in technology form a crucial part of most business systems. So, Tony, share with us how technology has helped SCK build on its success. Well, naturally, um, everybody is internet-enabled on site. We can remotely manage, monitor site diaries on site and progress of work as it happens. We've got real live data, whether that's mobile technology or instant remote auditing, we can undertake that. But generally, we've experienced a lot of problems over the recent months. Uh, It's not been so easy because obviously we've had logistical problems in getting equipment to site because a lot of people have actually been furloughed and businesses are not here to support us and it, it all happened very quick but we survived it so far you're inputting information straight into your computer system so that everybody's aware of where you're up to with the job is that right yeah it, it, it's got to be done each day the, the site supervisor will retain their records and um, make sure that those records are accessible to ourselves and obviously we have progress reports at the end of each shift as well there's a lot of onus on the supervisor to complete a lot of mandatory records as required under your license and ensure that that information is fully available to us here. Fantastic. So you're really making use uh, of um, technology and, and the way it's developing? Yes, we are. Okay, so bringing us up to coronavirus, and it's taken its toll on the business world in many ways. 
However, SCK Group have, have survived so far and you've continued trading. Are you classed as key workers then? Yes, we are. A lot of our works that we carry out is essential works. Um, personally, I have key work passes for certain um, sites because we do a lot of work for some NHS trusts. Um, so from the early days when this um, all started, we had to liaise with client contacts on the site and to in order to facilitate works on site. And a lot of it is um, carrying out essential works, uh, very important essential works to clearly free up space in hospitals uh, because it still needs um, undertaking. You know, there's some works that can be put on hold, but within hospitals in particular, just you can see that there's a clear um, requirement to attend to things a bit quicker. And does that entail closing huge parts of the hospital? It's a systematic approach. Um, moving beyond the asbestos um, term, uh, obviously we've got legal duties under what's known as the construction design and management regulations. And that requires that, as with asbestos regulations, that planning, suitable, sufficient planning, is involved in every project. Um, so if everyone knows what's happening where, Yes, there will be some logistical issues, but it's all about communication and people speaking to each other and arranging things for the convenience of everyone, the client, uh, other people, hospital patients, hospital staff, visitors to the hospital. There are times when you can carry out your work outside of normal working hours. I appreciate an hospital is always live, but there are opportunities when the occupancy in premises is far less than under normal circumstances in your typical day. So what changes would you say have, you've, uh, have been forced on you in respect of your working day uh, because of coronavirus? We've had to carry out quite a bit of weekend works. There's been night shift works. It has been a bit limiting for myself because a lot of the work that we carry out at the moment has been south of the border. We've had a lot of London sites to work on and clearly I can't go down there and stay and have an overnight accommodation. But we've, we've got competent staff to work on those sites anyway. But I'd like to be everywhere on every site I can and uh, moving forward when the, the measures are sort of uh, planned out and a bit different than they are today uh, you will see me a bit more mobile around the country so they're there to do a good job and they've been selective on their experience and tacked on site as well because asbestos is a very emotive um, issue as well yeah uh, if people see something on site or an asbestos label or an asbestos skip they become alarmed got to make sure that the the, the client is educated within reason to understand that you're carrying out the job safely in accordance with legislation. Yeah, I like you say tact and the way you engage with a customer and members of staff is very important. It is, yeah. I mean, in any part of health and safety, if you're looking around for asbestos, sometimes it be, it becomes a bit obvious what you're doing. Um, but if, you, if you're carrying out an asbestos survey, for example, Clearly, that will be undertaken in the ideal circumstances whereby no one is in that work environment at all other than yourself. 
So are there any changes that you've made as a result of coronavirus that you might make permanent change uh, once normality resumes? We invested a bit in um, combination site welfare units uh, just before this all happened which made it a bit of a problem on site because our welfare, not cabins, they're a combination hygiene unit forward slash welfare. And then because we couldn't all sit around, there was no such thing as social uh, distancing if you was to put them all in the same room. So we had to then work with the client site to say, where can we relocate our um, welfare provisions? So the client have to cooperate and they made it a, you know possible for us the hot weather has helped as well within reason because it it's meant that we could sit outside and social distance during sort of working lunch breaks for example so uh, we're not it's not been as cluttered you're listening to business brunch and today we're talking to tony birchall from sck group limited Planning is an important part of any successful business. So, Tony, share with us what you have planned for the SCK Group in order to grow your share of the market. We've recently extended by opening an office down in Dartford over the um, the toll bridge on the M25. Um, it happens to be that a few of our staff are based there and a lot of our clients are moving around in those areas as well. So it would we use the success has come quite good uh, we opened up crew hall uh, as our main office that we will work from and we're hoping to eventually move into big, bigger offices here in crew hall if we can and develop a bigger site team working out of the northwest running in between the, the cities of Liverpool and Manchester and going into Birmingham and covering obviously the, the Midlands. So that we've been interviewing over the, the, the last few weeks for site staff. Um, clearly it's been quite difficult um, to meet up with people. Um, we can't host them in, in, in a nice big open plan training room anywhere within the main crew hall here because the hall's closed at the moment quite rightly. Um, so once, I'm uh, not saying that the rules are relaxed, but once we're in a better position, I'll be in a position to employ more staff in here and concentrate my efforts developing in the Northwest and leave the, um, the, the site teams based down south to be managed by the contracts managers appointed down there. And have you got potential customers already lined up for that? That yes, we yeah. have. Yeah, we've got. There's a lot of retail, um, pub chain work, retail trade, and demolition contractors. I noticed that you do do small demolition work. So what what would that entail for you? It's more soft strip demolition. You sort of you you move in bits of um, structure to to make asbestos a bit more accessible because clearly it might be that when an, a survey has been carried out for asbestos things may have been missed uh, and it, sometimes it's moving things like ventilation ductwork out and um, non-asbestos um, materials to, to make things more accessible for when the asbestos needs to be removed by a given contractor. And presumably the personal protective equipment that your guys wear 
uh, has to be uh, the very best. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously there's different types of respiratory protective equipment, and it's obviously positive and negative pressure respirators. Positive pressure when it's air fed through um, through through your visor hood. Um, it's negative pressure, which is your general sort of half mask respirators for short duration, non-licensed works. But the PPE in itself is is suitable and sufficient. A lot of the coveralls that we use, well, all of them for the removal indeed, uh, are disposable type 5 coveralls as well. And we, oh, they, they have to be disposed of after each job. So they have to be disposed of responsibly as well. So it's, they, they, there's quite a lot of rules to follow. Licen- it's licensed industry and, uh, well, a licensed profession. Um, so it's a permissioning regime. It's um, it, you've got a license, and you've you've got to stringently adhere to those license conditions, uh, because without doing that, you you'll be exposing people, and not just your own staff. It's people working or living in close proximity of where asbestos works need to be carried out. So there's such a high level of surveillance that's required on any job. Understandably so as well. So, Tony, SCK Group has uh, strong links with the local sporting community. Tell us why you think it's important for business, for the business world, to support the local community, and more specifically, SCK's links with Crew Alexandra. Ironically, we kit sponsor goalkeeper Will Jaskalainen. Uh, we did from the beginning of the season because we. As a Liverpool fan, ironically, but a Crew Alex supporter, local clubs and local um, communities need support because they don't have the financial sort of um, input of, of larger organisations or larger football teams, as an example. Uh, the, the, the fun this season at Crew Alexandra Football Club has been amazing. It's, it's great to be able to sort of get to a match on a Saturday or whether it's a Tuesday night and sort of detach from the business world for a good few hours. And uh, we've, we have done some local donations to certain sort of charitable organisations of, of, of Reeton because we see people looking for sponsorship and people doing um, sponsored runs and trying to raise two or three hundred pounds um, I was thinking well if they, someone, if that charity needs our service then effectively what's that person doing that run for because we should be helping as well where we can and we will where we can but crew, back to crew Alex it's, um, it's just been an exciting season of football and we would have never have thought they'd be in that position that they are at the moment with the very good likelihood of promotion next season. They've played well all season and it's just been fun to watch. That's fantastic. And it's good to hear that, uh, that you're supporting local charities and, and local sports clubs. OK, uh, Tony, uh, before we finish, tell our listeners how they can find more information about the SCK Group Limited. Sure. Well, we've got our website, which is www.sckgroup.co.uk, or we can send um, an email to inquiries at sckgroup.co.uk, and our telephone number is 01270-667-013. And the website, you said, uh, should be up and running within the next few days. Yes, we've still got our website there, but you will see a change to our new website in the next few days. 
Okay. Tony, we've really enjoyed talking to you today. Thanks very much for coming on The Cat. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.